host and account manager at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. If you are new around here, thank you for stopping in to listen today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and discuss all things B2B digital marketing with some crossover to B2C. From content to social to SEO, we discuss industry trends, tips, tricks. This podcast is not only for the newbie marketer, it's for business owners and seasoned marketers alike. We're all on this journey together, so let's dig in. This episode, episode 39, we thought we'd just have a little bit of a fun episode here. Our other co-host, Alex, is out of the office skiing in Colorado. Like, seriously, (laughs) not sure why he'd want to go someplace colder and snowier right now when we're trying to get away from that in West Michigan. (laughs) But... We hope he's having fun. So we decided, again, to keep things light, and we're going to talk about 10 things that we learned this week. I'll share five things. Ashley will share five things, and we'll discuss why these are important for digital marketing and why we think that it's important that you know about them. So to dig in, I'll kind of tackle my five things here, and Ashley, be sure to jump in with any comments on those. Okay, so my first one is... I listened to another podcast recently. (laughs) Um, It's called Marketing School. Look it up. It's really great. It's with Neil Patel and Eric Zoom. Um, They do a nice job. It's only like five minutes each episode. So they're super short and digestible. But they were talking about how voice search is so huge, but yet no one is paying attention. And these are like very influencer marketing guys and they're saying that even their blog post about how big voice search marketing is going to be is not like getting hardly any traction at all that is fascinating yeah which is crazy and so you could tell they're a little bit frustrated by that because it's something that like should be very important right now for marketers to pay attention to but no one is. It hasn't been like fully embraced yet. No, and but we're searching more and more by voice search lately. So, anyways, I mean, it even strikes me. We were in a meeting with a client last week, and didn't yeah. she say something like, "I love that I can talk to my phone. If I couldn't talk to it, it just gets me." Yeah. No, <laughs> I was even in a separate meeting last week, and we had a client like on the spot, quick had a question, and was like, "Hey Siri, blah blah blah," and it. And it I don't know, not that I like took everyone back, but I had this like aha moment where like the search behavior has changed. Yeah, it has. And we need to to take note of this. So one big thing. So I said, we're going to show you things we learned and then kind of maybe also a little bit of how we're implementing this into our own strategy. So um, we are using a little bit of voice now on our own website, which is super fun. And I did learn about it on this particular <laughs> podcast as well, the Neil Patel podcast. Um, we put Amazon Polly plugin on our blog. It was super easy. We still had our developers do it because we were just afraid of crashing anything. So um, have your development team look into it. It converts all of your blog posts by AI, so they use artificial intelligence, Amazon Poly plugin, to convert all your text into voice. Mm -hmm. So super fun, not really about voice search, but just a way that you can add voice to your website to keep people on there longer. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of these presenters on this other podcast had said that it is keeping people on their site longer because sometimes you don't have time to read a full post, but you might keep it open in the background as you're doing other tasks. 
And, and think about it. It could help voice search. We've been talking and talking and talking about how when you write blog content to write it as if you're answering a question. Yeah pose authority um and think about it if i'm asking questions to my phone for example say it's a digital marketing question maybe our blog would have more leverage because it's already been converted to voice and um it's already answering those questions it's already written the way that you know we would ask a question exactly um so if you're taking some of those seo steps that we always talk about um then converting your blog to voice would be definitely the next step Definitely. And it's a very inexpensive, it's free up to a certain amount of text. And then I think we have like, what, 900 something mm. blog posts. And it costs only like oh, yeah. less than $20 to convert all of those oh, really? into voice. That's so super budget friendly. <laughs> My second thing that I learned was, and this, this is kind of a funny one that I just happened upon and was like, why are we doing this? So if you have a Facebook business page, it is worth your while to customize the services page. Mm -hmm. Super easy to do. Go into your settings, um, add the services tab onto your page, and it's going to come up with you can start to customize those services. You can put certain icons. I mean, you'll have to design the icons, but our pictures. So for example, for one of our Lumberyard clients, I went in and we had just redone all their icons for Instagram Mm -hmm. highlighting stories. So I thought, well, let's cross over those icons and use them as services. So we have Lumberyard as a service. We have um, Design Center as a service. And you can add those. And those show up right at the top of your Facebook business page. So as some visitors coming to your business page, they see the services, see what you offer, Mm -hmm. just another user experience way that you can customize to how your visitors are finding you and finding the information they need from you. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, so super simple again to do. Um, Add the services tab to your page. It'll walk you through, right, how to add all those services. Mm -hmm. Next tip is... This Now, when you first go to the all hashtags generator website, you're thinking, wow, hmm, is this legit? But it really is a fun little tool that is free, and it's called all hashtags generator. So if you're looking to bump up your Instagram game, I would definitely go there because it's going to give you relevant hashtags. When I first discovered it and started playing around with it, we had just been at the International Builder Show Mm -hmm. and I was looking up like well windows like probably not that many hashtags out there but surprisingly there were and it came up with like five or six good lists of like well window hashtags but interesting enough it did have IBS 2019 so obviously someone had just been at the show recently talking about well windows Mm -hmm. and they had hashtagged IBS 2019. So it's very relevant. And some of the hashtags you may not, you know, use, but I would definitely look through all the lists because you're going to be able to quickly and better get to those like 30 hashtags that you want to put on Instagram with using this generator. I feel like hashtag strategy is always a mystery to our clients and fellow marketers or people just entering this 
social media marketing world. I know I need to have them. I can kind of make them up what I think is right, right but are they actually right? Are people actually searching them? Am I adding a hashtag that has way too many posts on it and my post is just going to be drowned right. in other content? So I think that would be a really helpful tool um, to find maybe those the optimal hashtag yeah, for your business. Exactly. That- I think you hit the nail on the head there. Mm-hmm. Optimal hashtags. Um, because if you're putting an employee with a red shirt, hashtag red is probably not relevant, <laughs> but maybe using what the employee does, his title yeah. is a better hashtag. Yeah. And that's that all hashtag generator might help you lead into that, um, figuring yeah. that out. So my fourth tip here is, um, this is a fun one and you're going to love this one. So LinkedIn business pages can now interact and comment if you are going from your hashtags box on your LinkedIn business page. This is brand new. I feel like LinkedIn rolled this out and didn't tell anybody. So we found out last week about this when we sat in on a presentation by LinkedIn, um, one of their... uh, Marketing labs? Yeah, marketing labs. Um, So we sat in on a marketing lab and found out this fun tidbit because they were talking about growing your page organically, which has been really hard to do on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. quite honestly, for, for anybody. Because you can't interact as a business on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I posed that question and they were like, yeah, but you can if you go through your hashtags. And ironically enough, I had noticed the hashtag section on somebody's page about, I don't know, one or two weeks before that. And I was like, oh, wow, this is something I should implement across all our clients' pages. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of already been in and playing around with that new hashtag section on the business pages. and But I didn't realize you could go mm-hmm. in through that hashtag and comment as your business. Sounds like a user interface issue. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I'll leave yeah. That alone for so it just you know, it's kind of a, just an interesting way that LinkedIn is kind of upping their game for business pages. Super simple to do. Go to your business page as an admin. Look at your settings. Use three. They'll let you, only let you highlight three that you want to follow as a business. And put those on your page. And then, so say you're in building supplies, use that hashtag in your little new box Mm -hmm. on your business page, click on it, and that's going to let you interact with anybody else who has also tagged their post as building materials. A great social listening tool as well. Definitely. Make sure you know what the industry is talking about. Right. And then, I mean, also, not only can you put a nice comment on that person's post as your business, you can also maybe then share it to your own business page because you know that that's a popular topic that people are talking about. So my last thing that I learned last week, um, and this was just kind of a, oh yeah, light bulb moment, of course. (laughs) When it feels like you keep answering the same questions over and over again, keep answering them because it builds authority. So um, we have in the past as a team a few years ago gone to the Traffic and Conversion Summit by Digital Marketer. Great conference if you're really looking to up your marketing game. We didn't this year, but I still read through the key takeaways because they have a lot of smart people presenting at that. Not only smart people, but they're presenting on like stuff that you can actually implement. Mm -hmm. And 
I know we've said before on this podcast, and I think it was even one of our trends in January, like, be authoritative this year. Yeah. But (laughs) what does that actually mean? You know, and how do you actually become authoritative? Well, one of the ways is by keep answering those frequently asked questions. Mm -hmm. And I loved the example that they used. They used Dave Ramsey, and he's always answering the same questions. And if you think about it, it's true. He's, oh, how do I get out of debt? How do I save money? And he's answering those same questions over and over and over again, but yet he has a huge following because every question that he's answering is individualized to that specific person. So they might not have read it or seen it before. They want to know their answer today. How do I get out of debt? And he's just answering the same questions over and over and over and over again. Now, if you don't maybe have, okay, easy to do in person. Your sales guys can do that. But how do you do that online? Frequently asked questions section of your website. It can be there Mm 24-7 answering those questions over and, and make over. sure that those answers are on every platform. Yes. You know, if you have to create a YouTube video answering those questions, if you take a question every yep. day and create a Facebook post about it, um, I totally agree that that is one of the best ways to be authoritative. And this is so random. I was thinking about Dave Ramsey yeah. last week. I don't really know much about him besides that he helps people get out of debt. Right. And I saw a billboard for him and, and that he's been popular for years. And I asked myself, how is he staying relevant? I mean, he's solved how do you get out of debt. But I yeah. was curious what he was doing to continue that momentum, right? People are still in debt. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, it's a problem so everybody, you know, might encounter at some point in their life. And he, I mean, he didn't say, okay, fine, I've already answered your questions. Right. Just go read my stuff. Or he, like, yeah. I wrote a book. Go read my book. Yeah, go buy it. <laughs> oh, wait, you're in debt. You should yeah. probably be buying a book. Um, you know, he just keeps answering those questions over and over again to people on the social media, on his radio show, and then people still are wowed and still follow him because they are helping them, you know, kind of personalizing that as well. So Ashley, what are your five things that you learned? Yeah, so kicking it off kind of simple. Um, We were reading an article from Convince and Convert, and they shared some awesome social media, um, like, metrics that everyone should know for 2019. Um, they always have really, good stuff. Really interesting stuff. Um, and I'm just going to pull bullet points from here. Um, so something that everyone utilizing social media for business should know. This year, Instagram is actually growing in their users, which is kind of yeah, a big deal. It's since a very big deal. They're the only one growing this yeah. year. So uh, reports have showed that Twitter has dropped their user count again. Not surprisingly. Not surprising. <laughs> um, but even Facebook. I read that they lost 15 million users in the past year wow. and no one's talking about it. Wow. And to them, that probably seems like a drop in a bucket. But it's still important. Um, a, a lot of those users actually are younger um, yeah. And that is, I, I see that, yeah. Yeah, and there. that's a consistent metric with also Twitter and Pinterest. Oh, so people yeah. are still using those platforms, but they will probably veer to a, an elder demographic. I say elder, but it's like 25 and up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't it say, though, like Facebook, the only demographic that it was increasing users was like 50 and older? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for our very traditional clients... 
again, Facebook is losing users, but right. they're maybe growing in that target audience. Exactly. So um, I would dive a little bit deeper into who is your ideal buyer, see a past podcast, um, and what is that age demographic, and then what are the platforms that could really benefit your business. Instagram might not be it, but it should be something to consider that more people are li- like spending their time exactly. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so is it worth it for you to maybe have a presence there as well? Well, right. And as Facebook is probably noticing this as well, they own Instagram. So just it'll be interesting to see what type of resources they throw at Instagram as yeah. well to make it a better platform because they notice people jumping ship and going yeah. over there. And one platform I haven't mentioned yet is LinkedIn, which Mm. per our conversation and um, we, like Sarah said, we sat in on that marketing lab, seeing the things that they're trying to implement to make the platform better. They haven't lost any users. They haven't gained a ton, but um, they're they're holding pretty stable. And my prediction this year is that they'll actually grow. Yeah, um, they've added a lot they're, of. They're doing their best yeah. to try and prove um, ROI and add helpful features um, and make it a place that professionals want to spend their time. Exactly. You know, it's a it's a tough stigma that they've had to fight. Kind mm-hmm. of an uphill battle of moving from a job search platform Mm -hmm. to an engagement, you know, seeking out prospects platform. So that I think is still a tough battle for them, but they've made a lot more improvements to be a little more business friendly for businesses. Yeah. And I love seeing the updates coming from them. Speaking of updates, my second thing that I learned, and really I was just diving a little bit deeper into, is Facebook Messenger 4's update. Oh. Now, this is not a super recent update. Uh, this actually came out in October. Okay. Um, but something for everyone to note that um, Facebook Messenger 4, the update, has made it a lot easier for people to directly interact with brands. Ah. So now um, me as a customer can direct message like one of my favorite brands, um, Facebook accounts. Okay. So what this means is that every brand should be utilizing that as a customer service platform. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of the... So comp- how was it set up before? Like, couldn't you still message brands before, though? You know, I think they just made it a lot more easier, a lot more user-friendly. Okay. And my, my assumption is from the business side. Uh, okay. Um, but... With that being said, I mean, just even looking at search behaviors and how people are interacting with brands, yeah. using social media as, you know, a search engine now yeah. for businesses, I say go all in with Facebook Messenger. Make sure that your customer service reps are you know, familiar with that platform mm-hmm. and, you know, know how to best utilize that um, message box. Well, I think consumers as well are putting a little more trust on something like a Facebook Messenger. Like, they're going to message me back right away if I message their Facebook page rather than their contact us page. I think you know people yeah. are often on contact us page on your website. Well, I'm not sure who where that goes. Maybe it goes to their own spam box and no right. one's ever going to answer me. But somehow there's that like immediate response that people know they're going to get if you message them. It builds a lot of trust with your audience. I can tell you I messaged the Grand Rapids airport when I was stuck in Vegas last week to see if they were like had shut down because they had been shut down for the previous days. Nobody answered me and that was infuriating. Uh, But if I had gotten a direct response, just like an update of what they were thinking or where I could go and find that, I probably would have been like, okay, they like respect me and you know, they respect 
respect me as a customer. Right. Heard nothing. I ended up actually not flying back into that airport. Ew. You know, which I guess probably that is just something we could deep dive on another podcast episode. How to use little Facebook Messenger. Because oh, you yeah. could do, they could have even put um, an auto response on there, just directing you to like where Any you can resource. find updated flight information or something yeah. would be better than nothing. Totally agree. My next tip, and something that I didn't necessarily learn last week, but I have been finding super helpful, is using Canva, if you're not familiar. it's um, Love Canva. It's a design platform for non-designers. Um, sometimes it has a stigma. I personally know how to use all the Adobe Creative Suite, but by no means am I an expert. So it, um, if I'm whipping up a quick social media graphic, I find Canva really useful. Yeah, some of their pre-built templates are so beautiful. They've already laid it out. They know that's popular. Just yeah. use it because it's visually appealing yeah. and has the right fonts. Oh, yes. And, and the, again, they keep getting better um, adding new features as well. But what I've been loving Canva for recently is creating Insta stories. Ah. So creating design graphics um, that tell a story yeah. that we just upload um, one at yeah. a time. Um, and I think it makes your brand look so much more professional. It's yeah. easier to tell a story. Um, is you know allows you the ability to kind of like pre-plan what you want to yeah. post. Um, so I give it a shot. I played around with it. Um, yeah, just something fun and new to try for yeah. your social media. Account. Any of your social media accounts, I think, yeah. not only Instagram story, it's yeah. definitely useful for sure. My next thing that I learned, and again, is not new to me, but um, I think has like reignited some a level of importance. Okay. Um, YouTube hashtags. Mm. So a few things here. One, if you are using YouTube as a social media channel for your business, you need to be optimizing every video as if um, it was the search engine yeah. because a lot of people are searching questions or products on YouTube because oh, they yeah. want to see it. They want to hear it. They want to see reviews on it. Which, okay, funny <laughs> enough, you talk about the search. So I, I heard this earlier. The top word searched on YouTube is, try to guess. How? No, song. Just oh. song. <laughs> song. People, that is the top search term on that YouTube. That is funny. <laughs> so, you know, in traditional B2B, maybe that you can't work that into no. your uh, But anyways. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so in the past year or so, YouTube has kind of put more emphasis on this. And so a little tidbit here. When you are brainstorming hashtags for yes, your YouTube channel... Yeah. Um, you know, they've got a little box for you to put them in. Make sure that you're ordering them in level of importance yeah. because YouTube will not only highlight the top three or four, but it will also take those first few into account yeah. um, as how they rank you. I think we definitely need to dive into the YouTube hashtags oh, yeah. on another episode. They're a little newer and I feel like there's still a little bit of mystery around them. Mm -hmm. um, probably just a whole hashtag episode, LinkedIn okay. hashtags I, as well. We could talk so, about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last update that I've learned this last week, and I don't have a ton of information on, is um, a new feature that Instagram is supposed to be rolling out in the upcoming months. Um, uh, it would be an in-app local business profile page. So think about uh, Yelp when you're looking for local businesses around yeah. you. Um, you can click on the business name and it'll come up with the address, the hours, what they serve, blah, 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 pictures. Um, so something similar to that 
uh, Instagram is now incorporating with local businesses. So I'm right, and they're ruling this out, right? So if you don't see slowly. it yet, um, you will soon. Yeah. So but. I just say look out for it and know that that's going to be a feature. If you are a more local business, I would be really excited about this. Definitely, um, especially if you think, well, I don't really have time to post all the time on Instagram. Still, go ahead and like claim that location based on the map. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, 100%. yeah, so we would love to know what you learned this week. You know, maybe it's something that would be interesting for us to incorporate into our strategy. Yeah. That was, is our main hope here. Um, anyways, drops the line on social media at 21 handshake. That's where you can find us on all of our social media, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, because we just love to learn new stuff. And we hope that you've picked up a few tips and tricks here today from Ashley and I. So did you like this episode? Of course you did. Who doesn't like to learn <laughs> fun tips and tricks? Um, yes. Rate us five stars. Share with a friend. That's the best way that you can compliment us. So until next time.